and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. How mad do you think Eminem is that COVID doesn't rhyme with anything? That COVID oh, no, doesn't that second rhyme part, with anything. Whatever you said, second cut out there. <clears throat> I said, how mad do you think Eminem is that COVID does not rhyme with anything? Or is he stoked about it because he likes a challenge? Because he can make anything rhyme. He can rhyme with that. Motive. What would he do? COVID. Yeah, motive's close. COVID. COVID. Orange. <laughs> COVID. My bro hid in quarantine. Mm. You're quite the rapper. Yeah, thanks. Just like Edward snowed in. Boom. Easy, easy. Was the... he snowed in or was his head exploded in? Oh, shit. Odin. The knowledge of the NSA. This is, this is why people tune into this podcast is for the <laughs> From for the, the USA. <laughs> Welcome to Swift's Ghost and Novelty Songs. A podcast about dumb shit. That goes without saying this week. Yeah. This week we are, gentlemen, we've made it. The final episode of Spoof Month, <sighs> April Fool's Month, oh Nielsen Month. If we're not doing Shrek next year, I'm going to flip my lid. We're not doing Shrek next year. Why not? This week we are reviewing spy hard a 1996 spy comedy spoof starring leslie nielsen Mm -hmm. this was a childhood favorite of mine and of a lot of my family for some reason for some reason this was a movie that everyone extended family and close family had all seen it's because it references your rich polish heritage (laughs) so often (laughs) yes it does of course i have no idea why somebody had a dvd of it i'm guessing and suddenly everybody in my family had seen it so this was uh well, it was, this was a family classic it was one of the first dvds published um <laughs> wait i meant vhs sorry yeah. probably vhs at the time marty uh, didn't watch and- any uh disney channel original movies nope. and no his brink. family passed around this one this one ratty dvd dusty VHS old <laughs> Like a like an old seventy eight. <laughs> I think we had the TV. This movie like, was in sepia tone when they watched it. <laughs> Marty loved this movie, but he only yeah he only ever watched the TBS rebroadcast of it. It yeah. was on VHS. They recorded it. Mm-hmm. They made note to record it. Mm-hmm. So pe- to address your question before Kelly, why did we not do Shrek? Because it would be too similar to do Shrek four times, basically. Because all four of the Shrek movies are pretty similar. Nope. Not that like these said, movies with really such <laughs> wide variance. Yeah, this is why I'm upset. This movie we just we watched, we... Wrongfully Accused, was um, wild. <laughs> oh, no, Scott, we watched Spy Hard, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> very different. And this, here's the little quiz. Leslie Nielsen plays a federal agent of some sort. He wears a suit and he has. There's a lot of physical gags. What movie am I talking about? Yeah, not Marty, Dracula. Do your famous, uh, that one's out. Definitely not that one. <laughs> do your famous Leslie Nielsen impression, won't you? Oh my uh, nuts! <laughs> Cranky mate. Oh god. <laughs> uh, this movie was directed by Rick Friedberg, the father of oh. Jason Friedberg, who was one of the writers Fuck, of dude. this movie, and we know who that is. He's one of our favorite co-directors of spoof movies. Uh, Rick oh, is Friedberg he one of the scary movie-men? This movie was also co-written by mine, Kelly, and Scott's improv teacher, Dick Chudnow, co-founder wow. of the Comedy Sports Improv oh. Theater chain. 
I saw a lot of dick uh, in this movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say all the good. Oh parts my god! From I'm sending a fucking I'm Craigslisting a hitman to kill Kelly right now. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, oh, I get it now. <sighs> what? Good stuff, Kelly. Uh, this movie features a lot of actual top acting talents. You have Fabio. Uh, fucking Andy Griffith is in this movie. Yeah. Charles Durning, Marsha Gay Harden, a lot of Oscar nominees in this movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie was a modest success. It was a lot of Oscar made, nominees in this like movie. That's a preview for what I'm gonna give it on our scale. Oh, if you catch my drift, this movie opened at the box office against Mission Impossible and Twister, and it tanked. And it like killed its. I mean, it still did well in the end, but like, what were they thinking? It like came out against one of the movies it was making fun of was Mission Impossible. It came out against that. Like, of the three movies you just mentioned, I've seen one of them. Which is Mission Impossible? No, he no. saw Spy Hard, dude. Wait, you haven't seen Twister or Mission Impossible? They're both That's what good. I'm you saying. Should watch. You should yeah. watch Mission Impossible. You would like that movie. Okay. I've seen... It's a good movie. Well, isn't... Um, isn't... Uh, oh, God, fucking what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman in he's, Twister? Yeah. And he's, he's in, in Mission Twister. Impossible 3. Right? Yes, he is. I, so oh. I've, seen, I've seen Mission Impossible 3, but I haven't seen the mm. first one. The first one made and by that's Brian De our segment uh, movies that Scott has and hasn't seen. <laughs> Very interesting stuff. The tagline of this movie was all the action, all the women, half the intelligence. So this is basically just the exact same movie as Austin Powers, and Austin Powers came out a year later as this. How movie. many goddamn spy spoofs are we, dude? I that's why I said no Team America next week. It's we barely a genre. It's but how many? There's I know. I think more spy parodies than there are actual spy movies. That's what I was, that's what I was saying uh, when we we're talking about Dracula in terms of like specific references to things. This movie is so obsessed with making specific references to other movies. You can't do that. I've you seen can like make references to Bond. Bond is like a famous character that everybody has relationship to in some way, right? Like everybody knows who that is. You can't reference just like random ass movies. Like no one cares about that shit. Mm-hmm. So Austin Powers was like, let's just make a movie that somewhat references James Bond's lore. This movie was like, what if we make eight million jokes about shaken, not stirred martinis? Like, what if we do that in every scene we can do? Like, holy cow! <laughs> they yeah. also had a. They came out the gate swinging with all the cameos. They had yeah. Fabio, like in the Mr. Yep. T and Fabio oh, yeah. in the in the opening sequence. Yep. Um, I think I was Weird like Al. I love that Weird, Weird Al, Al. Did the theme for it. I that theme song that. is a banger. I love that theme song. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote. I think it's better than a lot of the Bond themes. To be honest with you, I thought yeah. it was really good. I that was maybe the only part of this movie I remember or like. I think I was in oh, like man. a fugue state when I watched this. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it's because I watched um, Dracula and then this immediately afterwards, oh. and so I was just I was yeah, like oversaturated with Neeson at that point. Real tricky bull to to control. Yeah. Uh, Alex Trebek was in it. He was yeah, the he's the voice of the uh, tape recorder. Voice right? of the, the tape beginning. recorder. Ray Charles mm-hmm. was the bus driver. The bus driver. <laughs> uh, this one's not really a cameo. I think it was just him getting work. But Brad Garrett does the short guy's voice in the shadow uh, gag. Raymond was on, I think, at this point. But yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah. I think he was already doing voice acting stuff at this yeah, point. Yeah, probably. Too, he's got an incredible, yeah. like, unique voice. Incredible. And then, of unique course, voice. Leslie Nielsen. 
He makes a big cameo in this movie too. Mm-hmm. He's playing Dick Steele in this. He's movie. playing himself essentially at this point. Ninety six. Yeah, I mean, he's like boy. this is his character. He is. Yeah, this is his Mister Bean. Mm-hmm. That is what he's doing, right? It's like his yeah. So, gentlemen, I we can, I recommend gather what your initial thoughts are on this movie. But if you want to start off, oh, we we should start talking about this movie now. Yeah, let's let's. Okay, now we can start talking about. All this right. Movie. Okay. Wait, is the cold uh, open done? Did we do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got. Well, sorry, on. I forgot Welcome to, to check it off. Novelty songs. <laughs> okay, we check. All right. We what, did you read the? Wikipedia All right. I'm gonna page start talking about Spire? the movie. Hey, I think I was in like a fugue state when I was watching this <laughs> dang <laughs> thing. Am I right, guys? What yeah, the heck was going on there? Of... <laughs> Austin Powers is really similar to this movie. Hey, hey, how many spy parodies are we gonna have to sit through? <laughs> My word. Hey, speaking so, of that, when are we watching Spy Kids? It's not a spoof of anything. It's a spoof. It's a spoof. It's a big it's spoof. It's just a movie. Marty, you have the worst case. can't go through this. We, we watched Little Shop, and you both gave it a terrible spoof rating. Marty? If, yeah, but... I oh wasn't... My, not I everyone wasn't, has... Okay. This isn't... Can we watch the best spoof... Oh, if, if, if it's not close to a 10, our ratings, we've failed. No, you can watch whatever you want. Is I whenever, not... and we can talk about it. Like it personally, we can just have a phone call if you want to talk no, about movies. I want, Why but this I talk podcast to you about off the stands for something, Marty. <laughs> if we loosen up the rules about what we can watch, what are we even doing? What does any of this mean? If we, I, I didn't watch something that's little only shop. a little bit a spoof. I was Guys. not the one who suggested watching Little Shop, so that's not on me that it wasn't really a spoof movie. And I've also, paid tons. <laughs> yeah, and I'm T- going to Gremlins. Be, I've already come counts to the as one. That I Little Shop counts as like a half. The schedule and pushing back movies that you're picking and putting in movies that I pick in the near future. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Because I, oh I want to watch. That I got to do that. This is not. You're you're making <laughs> the schedule, which is fine, but it's a three person. Podcast. Yeah, that's fine. So, if you want to make suggestions, I'm open to having a conversation. I about suggest it. stuff all the time, and you never, you never. You've did. suggested a goofy movie and Spy Kids. Those are not spoof movies. Kelly. A goofy movie. I mean, it's in the title. No, baby. well, that's. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I think we should watch a goofy movie. I, I think, think we should, we should. watch I Spy Kids. That. I don't mind doing that at some point. I'm just I saying watch that the like Grinch. there's so many to get through. Yeah, and they're all shitty. So I want to watch movies that I had more of an. Uh, and I'm not saying a goofy movie and Spy Kids are good. Spy Kids is. Uh, <laughs> I am saying Spy Kids is good. All I'm saying, Marty, is that uh, a loss of smell and taste are a symptom of COVID, and you have no taste, so you better get yourself checked out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Guys, if you want to do those kinds of movies, I don't mind doing them at some point. I'm just saying, like, let's try to do spoof movies for as long as we can. There's so many. There's so many that are literally just spoof movies. Why not do those? We so, could just, I think we'd have a better episode talking about um, a goofy movie, even though it's not really yeah, a spoof movie, than we would talking about uh, the movie we're talking about today, for know, example. But- just a middling, just like, it just doesn't, it leaves no impression. You don't even remember you saw it type of movie. Yeah. First off, I disagree. Second, (laughs) I don't mind doing a Goofy movie. We can do that at some point. That movie actually kind of is a parody of stuff at times. I know it makes references to other things. It's great. 
God, that's the worst reason. Okay, my only real thought that I wrote down for the notes in this movie is that it's like they discovered elastic prop body parts in this movie because there are so <laughs> many stretchy arms. There's so many of those jokes in this movie. That was my my main thought the other thought i had was when they did the bus scene with ray charles was like the mm-hmm. punks getting on the bus was that like a reference to speed yes. yes that was a speed scene okay yeah and that stuff is the stuff in this movie that's the worst all the specific parodies like the broader well, stuff is really great the specific parodies in this movie are just the sister act sequence is like uh it's just eye-rolly like it's so wrongfully accused was doing the same thing of it's just it's yeah. just 90s movie roundup isn't it yeah just highlights of the 90s. They do a Braveheart thing. It's just like, ugh, mm-hmm. no thank you. It's kind of weird um, how Austin Powers... There's a Jurassic Powers... Park reference in this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 90s movie roundup. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it what other 90s how... movies should they have thrown in there? Ooh. Goofy movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think it would fit <laughs> on that podcast. Um... I'm trying to think what would be good. Was there a, was there a um, uh, Silence of the Lambs thing? No, they didn't do that in this Should have done that. Thank you. They've know. done that in the other... I think one of the other ones has a Silence of the Lambs reference, but we didn't see that in this one. Uh, I was going to say, there's also a chalk outline gag in this movie. This is three for three on movies <laughs> written by Jason Freeberg and Aaron yeah. Seltzer where there's a Maybe chalk outline like... gag. We know who's writing those jokes. Like they love that uh, joke. They that's love like... it. We should make a biopic of them, and it's like them as a child coming upon a crime scene, and they see the chalk outline, and they're like... It's their calling I would love to make a biopic of them. If we ever make a spoof movie, we have to have the chalk outline in it. It's an homage at this point. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, secret room, one of us is writing one right now, but... That's not oh my god you've tweeted about it many i'm times. telling the yes, fbi you have child <laughs> pornography so they destroy your hard drive <laughs> that's what they do marty doesn't get in trouble they're just like we're gonna destroy this you won't get it back at the end of the school year everything's yeah. gotta go much like uh will ferrell's best movie everything must go <clears throat> when are we watching uh, that uh-oh <laughs> i'm right. fine guys okay I want to say this. I am fine with backing down on this stuff, but there has to be a limit. There has to no, be a limit. No, I don't actually want to watch Everything Must Go. Are you kidding me? That was, that no, was a... I know that. I know, I know that was a spoof. It should um, just be for like every, I think we pick it for like every 10 spoof movies we watch, we can throw in one wild card. Something like that. Yeah. I'm fine with Scott that. Next week's is kind of a wild card, card choice. <laughs> what is next week's? Meet the Feebles. Uh, Tell me off mic, off mic, off mic, off mic, off mic, off mic, off mic. Uh, I, so I do want to say, I actually liked this movie for the first 20 minutes of this movie. I thought, wow, we're in spoof movie heaven. I was loving this movie. The whole getting to the helicopter thing, all the bits in that sequence are all super, super funny. Uh, Was there a part where it cuts to him and he has a really big, strong arm? Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. And then that arm, you're not going to believe this. But that arm, it stretches out real far. <laughs> Due to a stretch. <laughs> they're, they're just doing like Tom and Jerry shit in this one. They were. It was... And that's what was working. That stuff was great. The minute it, it gets... Uh, I just... Every spoof movie has this... A lot of spoof movies have this problem. Not everyone, but a lot of them have this problem where they get to act two and they just start doing the plot and they just forget that they're supposed to be making new jokes. They just keep repeating jokes and just making it about the plot when it's like, no, we're here... For jokes, I want more jokes. Like I like plot in these movies, but like, oh my god, I want more jokes. And when he kept saying "wrongfully accused," it's like we get it. That's the title <laughs> of the movie. 
God. Yeah, Stop bringing that Al, back. When Weird Al kept singing Spy Hard, I was like, I know. fucking get it. That's the name of the movie. Stop singing mm-hmm. the theme song. It's so annoying. <laughs> I forgot there's a Pulp Fiction scene there where they is. just do Ooh. the same scene from Pulp Fiction. They don't even do a spoof on it. They just do the dance again. You know it's who, the same dance. You know who wrote that? That Sork, whoever it was. Not uh, the, the, the guy that did scary movie because that's like half the scary movie gigs at, at, towards the end of that franchise yeah. it's, it's just, just doing the movie again we'll just recreate it that's funny right yeah they also for a movie that reference the title references die hard there's no spoof of die hard in this movie it's really odd that's a good there's point no references to it I besides bet. maybe the cab driver is supposed to be like the driver in die hard but like Otherwise, there's no reference. It's very weird. That sounds like a why name it like that? a Chud now gag of like uh, we're gonna name it Spy Heart. We're not gonna reference it at all. It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> Who's yeah, to say? Everything we like, let's credit to the guy that we all three know. Yeah, Fair I would enough. like to do that. That sounds <laughs> yeah, fine like with that. a good idea to me. Um, and he was thinking thought... of us, his dear friends, when he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this before, but how many Bond movies have you guys seen? I've seen six, seven, uh, actually probably closer to like 10 because I've seen all the Brosnan ones. I just haven't seen ones. that many. I've and seen one another... Pierce Brosnan and one um, Daniel Craig. D. Craig. Yeah, that's yeah I think it. I watched I've Casino Royale. What's okay. the one with um, Javier Bardem or whatever? Skyfall. Uh, that's the one I've seen. Maybe I saw that one. I don't know. I have seen, yeah, I've seen probably like 10, and 10 to 15. It's weird, like but Spy Hard didn't reference the Daniel Craig Bond movies at all. Yeah. Uh, I thought Andy Griffith was like my favorite part of this movie, though. I enjoyed his villain a lot, but he's not in the, he's in the opening 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes, and he's just not in the movie otherwise. Okay. Why get Andy Griffith if you're going to do that? He was so funny in this movie. I also, as usual, watched it on like a low quality uh, broadcast, and... I thought it was Rip Torn at first, and then I just couldn't get over the <laughs> fact that Rip Torn's name was Rip Torn. Mm-hmm. It's just two of like the same word. It should be Ripped. You like torn. Went, he went to a thesaurus and typed in a word and was like Rip Torn. Oh, it's perfect. I got an aside <laughs> here, um, and this will be old news when the episode comes out. But uh, mm-hmm. in in our time, <laughs> it was Easter recently. People are saying this thing, he is risen. Is this a new thing? I feel like I never started hearing that until no, it's this year. it's because it's 420. It's the fourth month of 2020. Oh. And everyone's okay. referencing resin from their bowls. <laughs> <laughs> this is just uh, heathenistic. Oh, wait, <laughs> just, shouldn't okay. it be... Here's mine, and it's just more of like a grammar thing. Is Shouldn't it be... Um, wait, it's he is risen. He has risen? Shouldn't it be... You know? No, it's because it's um. It's because Trump's president, and now we're talking about how Trump is Jesus. So he is risen. He's up there. It's speaking in the present tense because it's that was the line I think in the Bible. Also, right, but it go, is is present tense, and then risen is past tense. I'm also gonna throw this Fair. out there. You you copy paste the full Bible. You you put it in. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It does seem like a copy paste. That no, it's just like, yeah. uh, you, but if you that's put the, the old timey way of saying it, and then it's like, well, then why don't you just say it in like Latin or whatever? You, you put the whole Bible in 
Microsoft Word, and you're going to see so many squiggly green lines and squiggly red lines that your <laughs> computer's going to run out of those colors. Vine? Thou? Yeah. Thou? Yeah. Hey, looks like you're words. writing scripture. <laughs> I saw in like old in old English, like 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 early Middle Ages, like pre like ten one thousand uh, old Before English. The they had like thirty one uh, different um, thes, like the, all the these yeah. and thous and thines. They you were just saying they had thirty one. T h e e t h e e e. Yeah, <laughs> those are the only three yeah. I ever remember. As a movie, <laughs> <laughs> we just really don't want to talk about it that much. Yeah. I don't. Really, I that's don't what I'm saying. If this was a goofy movie, we would be enthralled <laughs> be in conversation right Here's now. I'd be like, I could was... list the bits that I wrote down that I really liked, but and the fun facts that I found out about this movie. Hey, but like, I'll, I'll hear some fun. Hit me with right. a couple yeah, fun I'm facts. I'm trying to remember okay. some of the bits. There is a part where he takes a horse onto an elevator, and there's a couple who makes like a snooty face to him. Mm-hmm. That couple is in the movie True Lies doing the exact same thing. They actually cast the same wow. like, extras to come in and do that part. That's one fun fact. That is fun. Um, I'm trying to think of like my favorite jokes. The, a lot of that opening was just like when I was watching it, it was really clicking like nostalgia. That thing where like you see something or like it flashes you back to your childhood super hard. Not just nostalgia, but I mean like specifically, I was like, oh my god, like the deja vu was all over me. Like I just his name WD forty, the Mission Impossible tape recorder thing. Um, More yeah, of a personal a of anecdote stuff. than a fun fact, but okay. Five out of ten. I really liked the opening of this movie, and the rest of it was not that good. And as a spoof, five out of ten. I really like the opening. It does parody a lot of stuff, but all of it's really weak and very dated. And as a broad parody of spy movies, it just like does not go far enough with that. I'm done. You guys go ahead. I think it it hits the note of like a spy because like that's how a lot of spy movies are from what i've heard because i don't really watch that many but it's just like this is my babe she's my everything i love her we're married and then they die or whatever and then all of a this sudden is, there's a new babe that he's getting that he's trying to get that's with. pretty bond specific like the bond movies always have like three femme fatale characters like there's always like the woman he ends up with and the two women who are like secretly spies who are trying to get him in bed that happens in every single bond movie pretty much yeah there's a lot of triangles. Now, yeah. I got another linguistics point of contention here. Boy. <laughs> Is it with the movie? No. It, oh, femme oh, fatale. I mean, <laughs> okay, this is more of just like a translation thing. And I, why would you guys know this? But fatale is like fatal, right? Like they, yeah. they're going to kill him. Yeah. They never do it. There's three in every one of these 30 movies. He's still alive. No. The point is that they are trying to kill him, though. That's why you're called a femme fatale, because they're, like, threatening. Okay. <laughs> no, that, that it's named correctly. No, well, if point. it was... I'm saying they're, they're fatale because <laughs> they're trying to kill him, but they never do it, so it should be, like, femme dangerous. What's a better term? <laughs> femme fatale... Or damsel in distress. Femme fatale is a better term. It's cooler. Yeah. But damsel in distress, you could throw that in a PG movie. See, but 
She's you can not throw, Femme, Femme Fatale's not a swear, Kelly. But she always gets saved. So how is she really in distress if she always gets saved? Oh. Reference. She death. well, no, she's a damsel in distress until she. You're making fun of my thing. Spike, makes sense. Spike, Spike. Marty, you both froze, and I'm happy about oh, it. Marty, Am I still here? <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm caught up now. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll splice that together so it sounds like we laughed at whatever you said. <laughs> That's perfect for I hope, me. I hope yeah. it wasn't anything naughty. Hey, all all future all future um, edits. You should you should do that. Just do make that. just cover up whatever I said with you Ooh, laughing. At. We should have a laugh track. Oh yeah, God, we could probably record that. How many podcasts do you know with a laugh track? Uh, one. As a movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yep, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give it a two out of ten. And as a spoof, I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. And I won't be explaining either of my <laughs> numbers today. That's yes. just a personal. I'd, I'd like to keep that uh, to myself. That's fine. Four out of ten. Weird Al and Fabio bumped it up, and Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, Hogan Hulk movie. was in this. Yeah, that that. That I love. The, obviously, I like that. Hulk Hogan, bad man, mm-hmm. great wrestler, funny cameo. You mm-hmm. gotta separate. Nah, I don't know about that. You gotta separate the wrestler from the human. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Bollea from Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and then I don't know what. What did I rate it? Four out of ten is a movie. Four out of ten yes. is a spoof. Let's double down on those fours. It does not get an Oscar, guys. Nope. Peace. Scott, do you have a song for us? I do. I'd like to. I want to do something kind of fun, and this this might um, pose a little bit of an editing uh, challenge for you, Marty. Because it's. I want to play you the song because I want you to guess who the artist is. Um, Ooh. So I'm I'm gonna play it off my phone into the uh, into my microphone. Uh, otherwise, if I send you a link, you're gonna see who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But then you can just maybe like put it in during this time, and we can like say whoever guessed it first afterwards, if that works. I'll just send it, and we can just talk about it. Whatever. No, no, no. Sly and the Family Stone. No. Damn it, Ray Charles. Ringo no. Starr. Close. George Paul Harrison. You're, you're three quarters of John the Lennon. way there. <laughs> <laughs> now put them Julian all together Lennon. and what do you got? <laughs> Yoko Ono. The Beatles? It's Pete, the Beatles. It's Pete okay. Maybe, maybe just look Don't up the song it. now. It's, it's called it's You fine. Know My Name, Look Up the Number. And I'll give you some time to listen. Or maybe even like kind of scroll through it because there's like four or five like movements. Like it, it changes a so lot. So is it... Is it a parody because knowing someone's name doesn't allow you to access their phone number anymore? Um, you can't just look them up in a phone book? Well, it's not a parody, is it? This song is called You Know My Name, Look Up the Number, and it is a song by the English rock band <laughs> The Beatles, originally <gasps> released as the B-side of the single Let It Be. Iconic. You get this iconic... Uh, uh, Beatles track, and then the B side is this goofus shit. Uh, although first issued with their final single, 
Uh, it was recorded in four separate sessions, beginning with three in May and June of 1967, and then they uh, finished it up in April of 1969. The song features a saxophone part played by uh, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. The song is a musical comedy number, uh, which musical is like... Um, uh, Paul McCartney has a lot of uh, songs that John Lennon described as... Oh, Marty is nodding his head to me saying Paul McCartney has a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> uh, John Lennon described some of uh, Paul McCartney's songs as granny music, and it's referring to like kind of like <laughs> the... Uh, the throw when I'm 64, I think, is probably the best example, or uh, a song called "Honey Pie" off the White Album. Um, but it's like 1940s, kind of like swing dancey music. Um, so there's like a lounge section of uh, of this song that I think is like parodying that kind of. But it's mostly just them fucking around uh, and doing quote-unquote funny voices um (laughs) it's uh they're just wasting tape that could be used to it's like you're the beatles fucking you're gonna break up in two years and you're wasting tape on this shit but they like they did that like throughout their career though right like all of their albums have like weird ass dumb songs that are like terrible though i mean like they always i know just mostly the 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 white album which i'll get to in a second because it's their double album and they got like space to fill so they're just throwing in they were doing uh they were pioneers in both good good well-produced music and also in terrible like skits between mm-hmm. yeah. good yeah. well produced music. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're known for their sense of humor which like I guess like um in the 60s I get how it's like these guys are really like subversive but I think like a lot of it doesn't age well where, where they're just like I'm the bishop <laughs> like I, you know what I mean like they're just like doing like non sequiturs in a Liverpool accent yeah. and that's I, comedy. I'm the bishop. No, you're not. Oh my god. Yeah. Stop. You're too funny. No, I am. Yeah. I'm from Liverpool. That's It reminds me of like how Justin Bieber is like he puts out great music, but he's also hilarious when he like pisses in janitor's mop buckets, dude. It's yeah. So funny. Oh my god. Yeah, he's just like do playing pranks on like the working class yeah so funny dude yeah being uh, (laughs) annoying um the cast of snl and like how he went on just already the most annoying people on earth so like how do you uh you went on welcome uh... to eat the rich the uh, (laughs) podcast about rich people I love how he went on uh, Comedy Central and had people roast him just to like try to make himself look better in the public eye so funny (laughs) Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> Good one, Kelly. <laughs> That's how you can tell it's an edit. <laughs> what the? Uh, five so uh, here's what uh, John Lennon said about um, about you know my name. Look up the number. That was a piece of unfinished music that I turned into a comedy record with Paul. I was waiting for him at his house, and I saw the phone book was on the piano uh, with, you know the name, look up the number, like that was a logo, and I just changed it. 
So he saw a little thing on a phone book, and then he, they made a whole song just repeating that. Um, Man, it must be nice to be rich <laughs> and just be able to just fuck Oh, welcome to Marty's fucking Red Scare <laughs> podcast, Eat the Rich. I'm just saying, like, like no, I'm, I'm like, kind of with you. Like, I'm all for, like, have some fun with your music and stuff and do some playful things. But, like, man, just, I, I read the book and it said do this. And I yeah, a one-sentence thing. It's just, it's lazy. Yeah. But I guess they're also not yeah. being, like, this is our, uh... And it was a B-side, right? It like, it's not their side. Yeah. 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 I mean, they could have just done it and not put it out, but pff, it was the six. But I mean, like some of like the B side to like all my loving is like fucking like love me do or so, you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, the, yeah. there's other B sides that are like A sides. Yeah, <laughs> like Nirvana's B sides are all like just killer fucking songs. Like they just yeah, some bands know what to do with that. Oh, you like there should have been a Nirvana parody in um, Spy Hard. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head, yeah. but I know they're good. In Utero. It's a whole album. Of well, they B-sides. did the, they did that whole album. <laughs> Incesticide is a whole B sides release, right? Uh, like Mo- their cover of Molly's Lips is like on that. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Grandma, there. take me home. <laughs> Grandma, got right that's legit. That is a. Here. I think that is a good B side. Yeah, it's a bop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I got one more uh, Beatles tune that, oh, 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 You Know My Name, uh, Look Up the Number can be found on Past Masters, which is like a collection of like um, singles and, and B-sides that didn't make it on their like uh, albums, uh, and it's also on the second record of the Beatles anthology. Uh, so the next song I want to talk about uh, that's a, a, a possible Beatles novelty song is Wild Honey Pie off of the uh, okay. uh, the White Album, so go ahead and look that up quick. And this one's a shorty, so I think you'll get it in about 60 seconds. I've heard this before. But have you really listened? Marty is doing actually what I think is, is probably the perfect dance. To, <laughs> that is the only <laughs> appropriate way to dance to this song. <laughs> oh, oh, now that's... This was <laughs> um <laughs> oh All right, say so when I am by no means a Dane Cook fan. But in his first Comedy Central special, he had like a, I think it was him. He had like a rock uh, setup behind him of like guitar, drums. Yeah, well, because like he was a rock and roll comedian. No, and he, he had a rock and roll his, attitude. No, he, you're ruining my sincere thought, Scott. Oh, I'm How sorry. How dare you? This is not the podcast for that. Uh, no, I'm just saying he, he made a comparison of like all... comedians want to be musicians and all musicians want to be comedians and i think that rings pretty true from my experience like you'll go you'll see a couple of comedians who just just want to be comedians and then a couple of Mm -hmm. musicians who just Mm -hmm. but there's like i think there's a lot of crossover in that there's like something going on in the brain that that stuff overlaps in yeah i'm a guy who's neither who wants to be both (laughs) (laughs) i think it's that people get bored right you get bored when you like are considered this like top at your genre performer and so you're like well that's i i'm good at doing music why can't i be good at doing it? it's the same thing comedy and music right i'm just a performer 
and that's where i think that gets lost like i don't even think it's like the top like you don't have to be at the top of your game to want to do either or or like i think i guess i just mean for like the beatles specifically or yeah for them they had like especially back then there was no filter for them yeah it's um fred armison has that thing in his uh uh like comedy for drummers special or whatever where like musicians will always do like an inside joke on stage like uh yeah i don't know what that's supposed to like to show that like they're friends yeah that's (laughs) one of the things that i appreciate about scott is that he like you're you're funny off like when we're not performing or anything but when we're performing you never like sincerely try to make the audience laugh i think unless you have something that you know works yeah yeah yeah. you're very self-aware of that and i do appreciate that i oh man i i try to keep the banter down to uh as as little as possible i'm trying to get everybody home by a decent time that and it it we're here for business opinions of you it just like will warp that yeah well that's maybe that's the thing is i've seen like good acts like if they say something really like corny on stage it's like well i actually hated those last four songs <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah you just i hate i hate i didn't need that tuning break with you telling me how bad your lunch was like well and it's and it's also it kind of like breaks the uh quote unquote like yeah. mystique if they're if also like you know what I mean like they they like have these like really like poetic lyrics and then they're like did anyone see the new season of Narcos like oh you're actually like a fucking dork like you know what I mean like yeah. Narcos was you could have gone way lower than that <laughs> I went for something where it's or, but it's like not even it's it's like you're just like a normal yeah. person I guess is what I mean like it's like you're just like you know what I mean? Like they'll say something really profound in their song, but then they're just like normal, yeah. which I'm I guess is cool going, too. I don't I'm sick know. Of going to rock shows and being like, "Oh my god, these guys are gods," and then they say something, and I'm like, "Oh, they're just humans." Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> don't show me a picture of them eating chips. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Or dip. <laughs> oh, wild honey pie. <laughs> yes. Speaking uh, of dip. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, great segue. Uh, Wild Honey Pie was recorded on the 20th of August in 1968 at the end of the recording sessions for Mother Nature's Son off the White Album like Mother Nature's Son McCartney is the sole performer on the recording. <gasps> at the time, John Lennon and Ringo Starr were working on other White Album songs and George Harrison was on holiday in Greece. McCartney also recorded the unreleased Etc. during this session. Etc. is like a like a lost Beatles recording. Like I think there's like quotes of Paul McCartney saying like, I'm glad that that song ha- has never and will never see the light of day, which is funny because, like, if you think, like, this is from the guy who did Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. So you know that song is, like, bad. Bad. Anyways. What's wrong with Christmas Time? That's a good song. No, I, it's, oh, I'm a huge, I'm a massive McCartney apologist. I, but I'm just saying he wasn't, he, he could be a little bit of a shoot from the hip guy. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so McCartney said of the song, I'm not going to do the voice this time. We were in, in, in an experimental mode, and so I said, can I just make something up? I started off with guitar and did a multi-tracking experiment in the control room or maybe in the little room next door. It was very homemade. It wasn't a big production at all. I just made up this short piece and multi-tracked a harmony to that and a harmony to that and a harmony to that. Story of my life, baby. Uh, built it up 
sculpturally with a lot of vibrato on the guitar, really pulling the strings madly, hence Wild Honey Pie, which is a reference to the other song I had written called Honey Pie. Um, Honey Pie is sequenced in between Obladi, Blada, and the story of Bungalow Bill. It's like track like five or six on this like double album. So it's like crazy that like on an album that long, I feel like by track five or six, you're still kind of coming out of the gate a little bit. So to like put mm-hmm. such a objectively bad song so early in the album is kind of <laughs> yeah. avant-garde. This is their second to last album or third to last? Um... Or did Magical Mystery come after this? Well, it's kind of confused. It depends on w- if you mean the s- recorded or released, because they recorded ah. Let It Be before Abbey Road, but Abbey Road was released before Let It Be. But I think this came... Yeah. I, but I think this is, was before they did the Let It Be sessions, yeah. This is when they're, like, starting to fight, and Let It Be was kind of the album that uh, really, like, cemented you... the breakup. Right. This was, like, peak, like them doing marijuanas no oh no this is like way post acid this is uh okay yeah and this is the white album is when they had uh like apple so i think that's why they like felt um comfortable doing a a double album and getting like way more experimental like this is this is when they could like really do whatever the fuck they uh wanted so the white album has a lot of like filler because there are so many like experimental songs too there's the and a lot of their best songs though too. That's yeah, no, it's, album it's is like kind of maybe their best album too. That's the thing. It's or it's it's right because it can be enjoyed in like the long form where where you have like the like nine minute like noise track and like all this like shit in there and it's like um, really good that way. But you could also like boil it down to like a super fucking like tight like twelve so- and those like twelve songs would yeah. all be like just you know bangers yeah, yeah. master hits. Yeah. Uh, do I got anything else? Um, oh, I just, I have some, like, like, things critics said about it, but just, like, the general gist of it is, like, everybody agrees, like, the song sucks and it's a filler track. (laughs) I actually don't mind it. All right, Freako. Because it's so short. If it was longer, I would hate it. But it's perfectly length. It's a good length for what it is. So it's like trash, it's fine, because it's just like, it comes and goes in a minute, I'm fine with it, you know what I mean? The yeah. Ballad of Bungalow Bill is the next song after that, and I, I do, I think it gets you more into like a whimsical mindset, and then the next song goes down a little easier because of it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, there, there are some, uh, those are my, what I would argue are novelty songs by the Beatles. Yeah. Very nice, Scott. I thank you. Thank you for your time. Marty. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> Marty, why don't why didn't you interject there? I don't know, Kelly, why didn't I? I don't know. I guess I have a question. Do you have a novelty product for us? I do, and just like Scott, we're headed to foggy London town for this week's <gasps> novelty product. It is a wand. A, it's a wand. A I know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel because he's showing us something. We've seen this on camera several times before. Yes. This we is a have. replica of the Elder Wand from the seventh Harry Potter book, The Deathly Hallows. I purchased this alongside my wife while on our honeymoon in Los Angeles. Great. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Cool. Now that's going to do it <laughs> for us on another no. episode of... Uh, <laughs> I bought this at the Universal Studios and their Hogsmeade section, which is the Harry Potter world section of that. Yeah, so you can use and that wand on, uh, like, little... What's it called? Dioramas, I would guess. There's, like, bricks around the thing with special insignias on it that you can tap yeah. this wand on that it'll do something special in the park, basically. Yeah, I watched I, a video... I think video. you actually have to pay more to do it, but... Well, I watched... Maybe. I watched a video on how to make, like, your own wand because the wands that they have that interact with those are... They have, like, an RF reflector in them. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it, like, reads. And then when you interact, like, weird shit will happen behind the glass. It's interesting but not worth like thirty dollars <laughs> no which is how much this cost me. yeah it's expensive uh, so oh you know what i have something for this <laughs> go ahead all right i can i can wait if you got a, a spiel marty you tell me i've got a whole thing here all right so, you, you go you go ahead. well so there's not a ton i'm gonna say about this replica wand of a harry potter wand uh, I have a quiz that is one themed, however. But if you want to interject before I do the quiz, we we got him on this quiz tip, and I'm loving it. No, I, I, can, I can wait till after the quiz. I, okay. Let's go ahead. So I have three questions for you once again, just like last week. Uh, question number one: What century did wands first appear? The 16th, closest to the century gets it. 16th century. Kelly. 15th century. Kelly gets it. This uh, first appeared in the 1200s in the book, The Sworn Book of Honorius. Honorius? Honorius? Probably Honorius. Uh, and number two. In the Harry Potter books, what was Harry's wand made of? Phoenix feather. Final answer. That's one of the elements. It was dragons. Taint. Yeah, I don't know. The wands are usually made with one magical creature item and a type of wood. Mm, I'm going to say... Oak. Kelly says dragon and oak. No, Scott has it. phoenix and... I'll say birch. <laughs> this is so it's dumb. It's phoenix feather and holly. Oh. Whatever. And number three... It's for all the marbles, because neither one... Well, because Scott, Scott got a point. So Scott's two points. Hey, Quiz King, this, baby. This is a non-wand related question. Gentlemen, we've reached the end of April Fool's Month, so I thought I'd ask a four-part Leslie Nielsen related <laughs> question series. Wow, so this could make... I thought, question, wait, hold on a second. Don't we both have one point? No, Kelly didn't get a point. Kelly got the or first no, Kelly, one, though. You're right. It is one-to-one. -one. All tied up, gentlemen. Thank oh, my God. I just wanted to make sure that we had the appropriate stakes in mind going into this next question. In worldwide box office, what movie that Leslie Nielsen was in made the most money? The second Naked Gun. Scott? I'm going to say... The Poseidon Adventure. You actually both picked pretty high up ones. The answer was Scary Movie 4. Oh, I think oh God. my God. I think Kelly got number three and you got like number five, if I remember correctly. Uh, we will, sec, number two is like, uh, there's three points possible in this question. Where is Leslie Nielsen from? Arizona. Country. Arizona, final answer. Scott says Arizona. Canada. You said start with the country. Kelly gets it. Yep, start with the country. Kelly gets it. It's Canada. 
What province? Saskatchewan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I get to go. Oh my god! Can we each get a point then, for that? Then what? Ci- what city? Yes, you're each getting a point for that. Okay. <laughs> what city? Escanaba. I don't know any cities in Saskatchewan. London. Regina. <clears throat> We're still tied up then. Two to two. How old was Leslie Nielsen when he died? Oof. 78. 79 final answer. Oh, Scott cheated. Scott got it. Scott got that yeah, one. How did I cheat? 80, your eyebrows. 84. I know, I gave it away. So two to three. Kelly, you can still win with this last one. In 1993, Kelly, or Nielsen released an autobiography. What was the name of it? Hint. It's a take on one of his most famous movies, possibly one that we reviewed this month. Possibly. I don't think I wrote it down, actually. Holy shit. Did I not write this down? Leslie Nielsen, look it up. not dead and loving no, it. No, don't look it up. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, alive and loving it. What are the one we watched? Naked Gun, Wrongfully Accused, Spy Hard, and Dracula. Okay, I remember it now. Okay, I already guessed. Not what did you not guess? dead and loving it. Not dead and loving it, Scott. <sighs> Based on one of his books, or one of his movies that he was in from this month. The Naked Gun biography. Hmm. Uh, it's either The Naked Gun, Dracula, Spy Hard, or Wrongfully Accused. Now, which one? Wrongfully those Cast. Beloved... Now, I'll say I'll say the the Naked Actor. The Naked Truth. <sighs> the fun fact about this uh, biography was that it was a fake biography. He wrote like a parody biography to promote the third Naked Gun movie, including claims that he taught James Dean how to act <laughs> uh, and other like just him being very boastful about himself. Apparently, it's it's a very charming book to read. Huh. Scott wins that's that fun. quiz and that's going to do our little quiz section and wrap up April Fool's Month, of course. Wow. Scott, you have a wand story to tell Quiz us. King. Oh, uh, have you ever seen people... Um ironically or like make fun of the people uh, there's oh, what am i trying to say cursed liberal tweets uh trump is literally voldemort have you heard that little like trope cliche i've seen that joke i don't think i've seen like a meme of it though or, or like yeah like the trope of like um neolibs like just comparing like politics to harry potter in general just like it's like oh yes 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 i know you're a fucking about, baby yes, anyway yes. Trump is literally Voldemort. Biden is literally Dumbledore. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us. Oh. I would call Biden like Cornelius Fudge. Yeah, or um, is that the... Where he lets Trump win. He's the Right, that's the... Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like... Um, I don't know. Was there a guy like... Did, uh, like, Filch ever, like, suck on his, like, wife's finger on stage or, um... <laughs> yeah, Filch... Oh, Kelly, Kelly literally left doing? the... Can we end? It's almost oh. an hour. This is the longest episode we've ever recorded, and we're going oh into Harry God. Potter conservative liberal <laughs> Kelly, shit. 
Kelly Kelly took off the video of his chat, but is Kelly still quits. but left the voice part, which is like the equivalent of like storming into his room and then like yelling at us through the door. <laughs> All right, that's good. We do can it be for done. Week, everybody. <laughs> God, what a baby! Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. <laughs>